0: What is going on, everybody? It's Thea Sam here. Welcome to Unleash the Man Within. Thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and I am just excited to be here in the saddle. We're recording, I think, one of four episodes today, and some really good content. You know, it's it's a funny time of the year for me. I don't know if it's just been like the the schedule or what, but sometimes I just think it's October still. I kind of forget it's December and that uh, at least at the time that you're going to be listening to this, we are just days from Christmas. Uh, Man, hard to imagine just how another year has gone by. So I don't know if you feel that way. I certainly do. And uh, I mean, I'm 32. So you just you start to see time differently. And those of you that are way further ahead, I know I have many lessons to learn in that regard still. But uh, it's still just interesting being in this stage of life and uh, you know, going through holidays and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, uh, today we're talking about something really, really important, and that is how to talk to your wife about your problem when she knows nothing. And I have to be honest, and I probably owe a, a, a slight apology here, this episode should have happened a long time ago because these situations are unbelievably common. And I know that a lot of you guys listening out there You want to get help, you know you need to get help, and you realize that um, it's not as simple as you just clicking on the link in the show notes, booking a time and signing up for a program, because if you're going to commit to something, uh, you know, you're going to commit your time, you're going to commit financial resources, and you're going to commit, you know, mental energy, it's it's probably going to require conversation with your wife, and so... I know that this is maybe one of the biggest barriers that stops people from getting help. Obviously, we're talking about people that are married in particular, but even if you're dating or engaged, um, I know that can be a a huge um, barrier as well. And so we wanted to just talk about that a little bit today, and that's what we're going to jump into. Uh, If you are on the recovery journey, I do also want to just remind you that we give away uh, our book, our best-selling book, The Last Relapse, to everybody here who listens to the podcast free of charge, and you can get your copy at thelastrelapsebook.com. This book is basically a blueprint for recovery, everything you need to know from A to Z, and it's, it's laid out in very easy to understand language. I was a researcher at university for several years, and so I have a more academic background and I'm pretty good with language, so I can turn it on and speak at an academic level when I need to. But you guys can probably tell from the podcast, uh, from the way we write the newsletters, and certainly the way this book is written, uh, that we choose to write at a much more uh, just easy to digest level. It's not even like a, I wouldn't even call it non-academic because we talk about very intelligible things, but I just choose to write it in, in really easy language. I thought that was important, especially around porn addiction, because uh, whether you're coming through a spiritual lens or scientific lens, sometimes the language is just not clear, right? Like it's a lot of jargon, a lot of cliches, and we don't really know what it means. And that drives me nuts. So this book will help you get clarity on all aspects recovery related. You can get your free copy at thelastrelapsebook.com. Okay, let's jump in. So you are, uh, I'm gonna assume you're married, although I realize some of you listening may not be married. You might just be in a long-term committed relationship. But for the sake of our conversation today, you're married, you have had a problem with something that is sexually related, whether it's pornography, masturbation, uh, escorts, affairs, prostitution. Um, You have had some sort of difficulty And you knew that it was probably a better idea for you to tell your significant other much earlier on, but you inevitably always had a reason to delay. Uh, Maybe you were fearful of their reaction. Maybe you just thought it wasn't the right time because there's some other things going on and you delayed and you delayed and you delayed. And now it has brought you to this moment. You're listening to my podcast, wanting to get help. And maybe, maybe you're hoping that you can actually get this thing taken care of. And then you can have the conversation with your spouse and kind of present a clean slate to her that would make her really happy and obviously would avoid the risk of any kind of anger or wrath. So I'm going to assume that this situation in some way resonates with you if you're listening to this. And I, I'm going to be very direct and very blunt because I think that's more useful than me trying to sugarcoat things. When you are in this position where you have a struggle, and this is, this is actually true of anything sexual or not, but when you have a struggle that has implications for your relationship and your spouse does not know about said struggle, there's only two ways that this ends. It always ends in one of two. You confess or you get caught. So I think it's important that we start there. Those are your two options right now the options that you choose. Now, every day that you delay not having the conversation, you are choosing to risk getting caught. The things that you fear if you were to actually confess to your wife, her, her anger, her hurt, the, the mistrust, her leaving you, her never being able to forgive you, never being able to look at you the same way again, those things are possible, but they are not probable when you confess. However, when you get caught, these things not only become probable, they pretty much become guaranteed, and furthermore, the chances of recovering from them become significantly less. Now, you might be wondering why. You know, Cynthia, I've heard you say this before. You confess or you be caught. Why, though? Why does it really matter? Because it is one thing to uh, selectively be found out where it's like, hey, I want you to see my mess. That conveys integrity and trust. Our working definition of in, of integrity is that nine times out of ten, you do the right thing, and the one out of ten times that you do the wrong thing, you owe up to it. And so, if you don't if you don't do that, you actually demonstrate a lack of integrity by keeping things hidden and getting caught. It then diminishes trust and it displays a weak integrity on your part. So the reason confessing is much more powerful and has a better outcome is because you're demonstrating integrity, you're actually depositing trust into the relationship, and now you're also losing trust at the same time, right, because you're admitting that you have this problem that is going to create all kinds of mistrust in your spouse. But the point is, when you confess, the act of confessional, of coming clean and coming forward, does actually put a deposit simultaneously as you make a massive withdrawal, Whereas when you get caught, it's all withdrawals. So um, that, is, that is the first part. Now the second part of this is that when you confess, confession actually puts things back on the right path towards healing and towards hope. So that's the difference in these two paths. If there are if, if forks in the road, one fork, the fork of uh, or one part of the fork, the confessional part, leads to a place of healing and of hope. Getting caught often leads to a place of despair, a place of shaming, and a much more difficult path to the same place of healing and hope. So just to be clear, you need to have this conversation and you need to do it ASAP. The the longer you wait, every day that you wait, you risk being caught and you risk putting your entire marriage on the line. Okay, secondly, um, we, we actually did an interview with a professional on the process of disclosure and I'm going to put a link in the show notes to that because you guys really do need to check that episode out. Uh, it's with a guy named Jeff Stewart, and he is just lights out. And uh, to this day, I should actually check the dashboard. Maybe I'll pull it up while I'm talking to you guys. but he uh, his episode was the most listened to episode. For a very long time, um, although the interview that we just did with Dr. Trish Lee has been um, exploding, so that might that might be different now. But I'll take a look and um, and I'll pull up I'll pull up that exact information. But but the point is, um, this was a really popular episode because I think I think on our on a very heart level, we know you know we we know just how imperative it is not only that we have the conversations, but that they're done well. Now, Doctor, uh, sorry, he's I don't think he's a doctor actually, but Jeff Jeff Stewart's approach is that we, we basically make it our goal to do two things. The first is what he calls initial disclosure. And initial disclosure is actually um, that that first conversation where it's like, hey, babe, um, I need to let you in on something in my life, uh, something that I've been hiding from you. Uh, I have a an addiction to porn. And I'm so sorry that I, I took this long to tell you. Um, I know that you're probably gonna have tons of questions. And what I was hoping is to at least let you know. Uh, I'd love to give you a bit of an understanding of why I have this problem uh, because I'm starting to better understand it. You know, I've been getting into some resources and I I have a better idea of what's going on and, and why it's there. And then I want to talk a little bit as well about what things are going to look like moving forward um, because I'm, I'm, I'm doing my best to change the situation for our marriage and so that I can be the husband that you deserve. That's kind of the initial disclosure conversation and hopefully you do have an understanding of maybe childhood experiences, some trauma, uh, the, maybe stress coping, uh, the, some of the things that are part of your situation that have contributed and that's where you would go in and give a bit more of an explanation. That's initial disclosure. And um, the one thing that is really important, in my personal opinion, is that you should not, the, the, the confessional part of this really is not just about confessing, but it should also demonstrate a course of action for recovery. In other words, it's, it's not enough to just tell them, hey, I'm doing this and, or, or sorry, it's not enough to just say, hey, this problem exists and I wanted you to know. What they really want to see is that this problem exists and here are the things that you are doing to, to make it better, to, to, to get yourself back on track. Now, again, the, the, it's, not, it's not the, hey, I promise this is going to be looked after in four months. Look what I'm doing. We don't want to make like anything lofty or overambitious, but we just want to demonstrate that like we're actually taking some action on this as well. So that's that's the starting point, and that's why you know sometimes people are like, "Oh, I need to get clearance from my wife before I I jump into this program." and It's like, well, no, actually, jumping into the program might be what makes this conversation go better. Now, that could depend. Like, you guys might have different rules about decisions around money and stuff. So, there's there's some caveats there. But generally speaking, um, you have to just remember that you're doing this for the relationship, right? And so, um, don't you don't have to like get your wife sign off to do a program to quit porn. Uh, you do the program to quit porn, and then uh, you include that in your explanation when you have the conversation with your wife. And that's why you know any of our paying clients, we give them actually access to a, a bonus lesson that literally walks them through like here's how you have this conversation, here's what you do, here's what you say, uh, here's how to go about it, and you know we kind of lay out the process because uh, that's just super important uh, and and absolutely necessary. So that's the first part. Now, the second part is a more full disclosure, which you would do with a professional, and this is where you would really go into more details about anything that they would want to know and anything that you think is relevant or necessary. If there's people involved, um, you're mentioning those people for sure. Uh, if there's you know certain types of content, uh, there might be things you need to get into. But I can't stress this enough. Don't do this on your own. This needs to be done with a professional. And like I said, we'll put the links to uh, to Jeff's episode in there. Uh, Jeff's episode is actually fourth ranking of all time. So uh, I did one with um, Drew and Shane. Episode three seventy five. That's actually first now, which I I did not realize. That's really cool. And uh, the one with Doctor Trish. Uh, I'm, I bet you by the time this comes out, that's going to be number one because that thing has just been um, explosive. Okay, so uh, full disclosure is uh, more in depth, more detailed. Now, the other thing I'll say is uh, sometimes after couples, you know, they have the confessional conversation and things are starting to progress and head in the right direction. So the other thing that is probably worth noting at this point is how you communicate you know with your spouse about your situation. So let's say okay, you have the conversation and you know she's really hurt and it was difficult, but she says she loves you and she really appreciated that you you're taking some action and that you know there's some course of or some plan and that this isn't just some hopeless situation. So then the question is, well now what? So do you just sign up for the full disclosure next? Well, yeah. You could definitely start to make arrangements for that. But the other thing that you would want to do is establish a regular rhythm for when you communicate with your spouse about your situation. Because they're going to start wondering, like, hey, when you go out with the boys, are you really going out with the boys? Or when I go to bed earlier than you and you're left in the living room with all those devices around you, are you really just watching sports? Are you really just, you know, reading the news? Like, there's going to be some questions in the back of her head and she's going to start wondering. And rather than it being like a daily thing, like, hey, did you slip today? Uh, Or rather than it being like every time you slip, then you have to walk to her and and confess. Um, What's much healthier is a weekly rhythm, okay? So a weekly check-in could be 15 to 20 minutes, and it's just a little bit of an update. Now, here's the important thing, okay? If all your spouse hears is that, oh, yeah, I relapsed again, uh, really struggled, lots of temptations, um da-da-da-da, if all they hear is just like the the parts where you're struggling, which is what we tend to be the most conscious of, and we tend to think this is all they wanna hear, they actually get an inaccurate picture of what's going on. Now, that's assuming you're actually doing some work, which maybe you're not. But if, uh, I mean, most people who listen to this podcast are taking things pretty seriously in this area. So if you're improving, and you're learning, and you're growing, that needs to be part of the check-in conversation as well. The, the spouse needs to get a full- clear picture of your situation it's not it's no longer a question of did you relapse or did you not now this is not permission to hide those relapses either those should be mentioned in the conversation but what i'd like to suggest is they should not be the focus Okay, so when she says, "Okay, so where are you at in your journey?" Well, here are the things that I learned this week. Here are the things I learned about myself. Here's some trauma that I was working through. Um, here's a really hard conversation I had to have with my coworker, but by having it, I actually uh, de-stressed or took stress out of the situation, and in the process, I prevented a relapse. Because typically, when these situations escalate, they reach a boiling point, and I just can't control myself. Um. Unfortunately, I, I did have a relapse this week as well. It wasn't related to those situations. Here's what was going on. So again, we're, it's not like we're sugarcoating it. We're not even trying to like sweep it under the rug worth like a little bit poking out. We're being direct and we're being honest about it, but we're providing accurate context so that they get a clear picture of what's going on. This part is really, really important. And this is kind of the rhythm you wanna get into after you have that initial disclosure. Now when you're doing the initial disclosure I already kind of gave you like a rough script I suppose that you could follow. Uh, The other thing that's really important to remember is that you've had time to think about it and process it they have not so they might just be shocked or blindsided. Um, If the conversation goes better than you're expecting like there was no questions no nothing they just said they love me and it's all good um, I wouldn't trust that I would be grateful for it for sure. But I would probably expect some more conversations to come in the days ahead, and you might actually need to push for those a little bit. But we we definitely want to make sure that we're having ongoing, honest conversations, and I would just say you can expect your spouse to be a little bit shell-shocked, and they may not be super responsive in that initial convo. Or they might be super reactive and have tons of thoughts, and, and often, I mean, to, to be honest, spouses often know. Um, And so that's why it's just better to be honest, um, because otherwise they feel like they're crazy when you're the crazy one, because you have the addiction. And so I think it's just important. Um, It's just important that you really, um, yeah, go with a lot of empathy and, and just give them space to be able to take it in and respond appropriately. So that is everything for today, guys. A bit of a longer episode, but a really important subject. I want to make sure we covered everything. and like I said, if you are looking for some resources, maybe you need some evidence for your wife of like, hey uh, like I'm in recovery like i'm I'm it's not just like I have this problem, but here are some things I'm doing. uh great place to start would be the book, the last relapse book uh, that's again, just a blueprint from A to Z. It's not fluff. we don't. You know, we don't like, we're not like, oh, well, I'd love to tell you more. You just have to do our program. We literally just took everything that we know that's been helping and we put it into a condensed, consolidated resource that has now helped thousands of people around the world. And I'd love for you to get your hands on it too. So it's book.com. And in the meantime, I really pray that your conversations go as smoothly as they possibly can. If you have any questions, you can always reach out to us, podcast at satheasam.com. Without further ado, guys, have an amazing day and we'll talk soon. Bye-bye.